afternoon and welcome back to the candy bag B. What a fucking day. So I was supposed to record last Thursday, right? And I felt horrible. And at first I thought it was because I was kind of doing too much um, as far as my workouts. But then I remembered that I opened up a car freshener, car air freshener, and put it under the back seat of the truck. I have a very, very strong sense of smell. My nose is very sensitive to a lot of things, and that was self-inflicted nausea. So I had to lay down, and I was done for the day. Uh, Try to do it Friday. <laughs> Tried to record on Friday, and right as I was about to hit record, my father called, and that lasted an hour and then the whole weekend just got away from me from there so um bear with me today because recording in the house is so difficult because i am home i am thinking about all the things that need to get done right now uh between working and the kids and all that shit, my brain is all over the place however um Let's get into it. Uh, business first. You can reach me at it's the candy bag B at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at it's the candy bag underscore B. And you can find me at uh, the candy bag B, all capital letters, on Facebook. So currently, Bedroom window is open. The door is locked. There's someone here working on the AC. They doing yard work. You probably gonna hear all kind of shit today. But, I mean, hell. Welcome to my life. So, um, my partner last week um, asked me, was I going to get back to my original format for the podcast? And I was like, oh shit. That's right. I really haven't been on track with like a format just rambling and all over the place and just outwardly expressing my emotions um so i'm thankful that he actually said that to me and brought it to my attention so that i can make sure that i am staying on track so to speak um that definitely helps me kind of keep up with how much time is passing by so the title for today is, <laughs> the topic is, man, um, the, the topic will be on the podcast, but it's brake pads, rotors, and tears, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. So um, as many of you know, I am in a transition right now in uh, my marriage, and we're going through a really, really difficult time then you know, it's coming towards the end. So, you know, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, we can be partners, right? We we don't necessarily have to be in a relationship. They don't have to uh, mix, mingle, or any of that because we still have children, right? Okay, we have children, right? So we might as well, you know, attempt to get along as best we can. So came up with this plan and, you know, I ran it over with them and... Things started happening during the week, and I was like, oh, shit, no, I made a, 
that's not a good that's not a good idea <laughs> like maybe I should have thought that through a little bit more but what I did instead was I um, set up to have a joint therapy session just so I could get some things off my chest mm. now you know uh, one thing I've realized uh, definitely have realized now and especially within the last two weeks is that I allowed myself to be placed in a financial position to where <clears throat> I pretty much had to depend on him and he knew it he knew that he knew that he was placing me in a position to where I would need him and he also knows that I am not a person who likes to ask or anything so it was kind of like a two-edged sword on my end where I had to ask him because I was contributing so much into the household the bills and everything else that I didn't have much left on my own to be able to you know when I was driving to work and you know personal items items and things like that so during the session uh, he made it very clear that he knew that that put me in a bind. And the issue has never been that he can't pay all the bills himself. He doesn't want to pay all the bills himself. So instead of him being the provider that he says he is and wanted to be, uh, we had a knockdown, drag out argument about, you know, percentages, and he wanted to know why he you know, had to pay more of a percentage than me. And I'm like, well, you make three times more than I do. That's why. And if I am, you know, if we're doing this half and half bullshit, I'm going to be struggling financially. And what do I need you for if I'm fine? If I am struggling financially with you. So I've been processing that as well, you know, by his own admission, he knew that that would kind of put me in a space to where I would need him more. But what he didn't bank on is the fact that I will always make a way. I don't know how I survived on so little for so long, but I can only thank God for that because I don't know how I did it. But uh, that has since been uh, terminated <laughs> and I am not doing that shit no more. My goals have completely switched um, and my mind has been opened, uh, thankfully, to my current partner. But anyway, getting a, getting ahead of myself. So I've really been contemplating some of the questions that my therapist has asked me in relation to, you know, marriage. Why did you marry him? What were your goals? What did you think? Did you have any aspirations as a couple, individually, so on and so forth? And no, I did not. Everybody want to get married, but don't nobody want to set goals for the marriage. And um, at the beginning, she did offer to uh, once a year kind of have like a re-up, a, a check-in, see how we're doing. And he pretty much refused to do any of that. Uh, so it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And I was in denial about a lot when it came to him. 
And I allowed a lot of things to happen that I should not have allowed to happen. And I, the excuse I use is, I don't want him to feel like I'm not here for him. He knew I was here for him. He wasn't here for me though. So I've also realized that most of the, no, all the relationships that I've been in, except for this last one that I'm in right now, the men have been very, very selfish, extremely selfish. And I put up with it because, you know, that's just something, right? Everybody has their thing and, you know, some things we can tolerate and some we can't. And I figured that I could tolerate selfishness. Um, I could just block it out and then it'll be okay, right? Lies. So, you know, if you're listening to this and marriage is your goal, why? Is marriage your goal? What have you done for yourself to uh, place yourself in a financial stable situation? To place yourself in an emotionally stable situation, you know, with yourself? And just to really know who you are before you meet your knight in shining armor or your queen or whatever you want to call it. You know, your, your partner. Um, because in my opinion, and remember, all of these are just my opinions, my feelings, the way that I view things. I really think people want the wedding. They fantasize about the wedding. They don't fantasize about the marriage. The wedding is really pretty and it's nice and you have such a wonderful time and you get to dress up and put on all these pretty little clothes and dance and take vows and have a honeymoon and then what? What's next? What is your goal for next? Okay, so you want to have children and then what? What is the purpose of having children? To have a lineage, what are you leaving them? What are you providing them with? These are the questions that people do not ask themselves and their mates because um, just because you grew up with a father in a household does not mean you're going to be a good father. And just because you did not grow up in a household with a father does not mean you will not be a good father. It literally depends on the person and how they view uh, children, parenthood, lineage, and their future. That is what it depends on if you're if you asking me and you are asking me and I'm telling you so the first thing is okay so if marriage is your goal why do you want to get married for what so you can split the bills with somebody so you can have companionship so you can take trips like what is the goal one thing you hear my side right one thing that I learned just this past week is literally for real write the vision make it plain we hear it over and over and over again but nobody's really writing the vision what vision do you have for your your marriage your relationship your partnership what is it so the therapist said you know if you all are going to be in a partnership with the kids what does that look like how far out are you going what are your goals and once you set your goals what steps do you need to take starting now to get there? And that is what we missed. We did not have goals. 
we did not have the same goals. We didn't have nothing. But, oh, I love you so much. I'm in love with you. Yeah, but I can tell you this. I love yous and in loves. I cannot take that to the bank. My credit score does not increase by the amount of in love that you are with me. It doesn't work. So now what? Um, This podcast may be a bit shorter than the other ones because I have an appointment uh, at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So what what is your point if you are in a space in your life right now and you don't know where you're going what you want to do where you want to be hone in on that focus on that what is your goal what do you want to do in the next three months six months nine twelve two three four years and then write down the steps that you need to take to get there because you're never going to get there if you don't see it written down and if you aren't going back and looking over it. You you really are not. So uh, I, I realized also that by speaking, you know, just talking to my husband, that um, he has a broke man's mentality. He carries himself as if he is broke. He thinks in a way as if he is broke. And he is not at all. He's in a very good financial position. One, he just didn't have anybody to teach him. Two, I honestly think that a lot of us want to struggle so bad. So when we come out the trenches, we have like this big testimony and, you know, oh, I made it through the trenches. Mm-mm. We ain't got to do that shit. I would prefer not to have to uh, dig in a ditch and go through a trench. Okay. So what are you doing now to prepare yourself for your future, your financial future? If you have bad credit, fix it. If you have good credit, it can get better. If you don't have any credit, Reach out to somebody who you know knows something about credit and see what they're talking about. Get get them to help you out. There are too many people who don't know anything about credit, and I was one of them. Until my partner started talking to me about it and instilling things that unlocked parts of my brain that have been closed for so long because... I'll get back to that in a minute. But it has literally changed my entire focus on my business and my personal life how finances work how credit scores work what is the point of having a credit card why do you need to keep your utilization under 30 percent and above six percent each month like i now understand it because at this moment i am in a place to receive it i wasn't in a place to receive it before then but now i am My entire life has changed once I stopped focusing on my husband and what he was and wasn't doing. Because at the end of the day, I can't control that. I can't focus on that. That that isn't up to me. We have come to the end of the road. We've never been equally yoked. 
we've been so far on the opposite sides of the spectrum that it doesn't complement each other. And I am literally seeing that now. That's why I'm asking a question. What is your goal? What attributes and what kind of characteristic do you want your partner to possess? And if these are the things that you want your partner to possess, why are you settling for anything less than that? Why? I settled. And I know I did. I have to think about that every day. And I have to... Drinking water. Um, Really... Mm, figure out why. I mean, I know why I settled because, you know, biological clock was ticking and, oh, you got to be married by 30 and blah, 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 blah. That's some bullshit. I just want y'all to know that because it places you in a, in a space of desperation, especially for women. It really and honestly places you in a space of desperation and you're not thinking clearly because all you're thinking about is I need to be married by 30. I'm going to have this wonderful grand wedding and spend a dumbass amount of money to be in a dress that I'm only going to wear for maybe like six hours and never put it on again. Um, have kids, lose myself, <laughs> because you will lose yourself. Uh, and lose focus on your goals and your aspirations, because all you're thinking about is your kids and your husband. So you're in a race for time for what? Because I can tell you right now, I would definitely prefer not to be here. However, I have learned a lot in my journey to where I am today. Um, if you want a partnership that is also a relationship, you need to have goals for that too. What do the two of you want individually, together? Is it taking trips every year? Is it taking small trips every couple of months? Is it saving money? Like... What are your goals and what are you doing for yourself? How are you investing in you to set and exceed your personal goals? And then the same with your partner and then the same with your relationship. What are you doing? What kind of action are you putting into making sure that you can check off each goal as you go? Because if you are not putting any action to anything, I can guarantee you this is not going to come and jump up and slap you in the face. You're going to look up and you're going to be 60, still talking about the shoulda, woulda, couldas, and I wanted tos when you had the opportunity to do it and you didn't. So again, if you have goals, you need to write them down. You need to put them somewhere where you can see it. Uh, I was on an accountability call. Some friends and I, we started a, a accountability call every Wednesday at 8 p.m. If you want to get in on that, let me know. Send me an email and I can send you the link. Um, and it's Eastern time and we just discuss what our goals are, personal, business, Ex hold on, dang, this is life. <laughs> oh, the AC is fixed and that's a whole nother story in settling for less and trying to be all, you know, nice and cool and I ride a nigga cause yeah, I, I said I accepted too much bullshit. And I know that now. But that ain't what we're talking about. Uh lost some train of thought. However, let me tell this story, right? Uh 
not the weekend that just passed, but the one before. Um, I, I don't know, three weekends ago, I asked, um, I spend the weekends with my partner. And I asked him to remind me that on our way back in that I needed to, uh, if he can stop me at AutoZone, because I need some new windshield wipers, right? So we discussed that or whatever. And we went eight and did our thing. And he remembered that we needed to stop by. So we stopped by. Now, I don't know too much about cars and stuff and how to change stuff because I prefer not to. I am non-traditional, but there are some traditional gender roles that I would prefer to keep to keep in line because some shit I just don't want to do. And that's one of them. So we go in and he paid for the windshield wipers and changed it and everything. Topped off my windshield wiper fluid and then asked me about coolant and brake fluid and I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So he was like, okay, well, you know, that's something we need to get done. And I was like, okay, what's the range? And he let me know. Okay, cool. So I knew what the price range would be and I'm gonna pay for it, it's my vehicle, right? Well, the day of, we dropped the vehicle off. We come back and they call us a couple hours later and was like, hey, the brake pads and rotors need to be changed as soon as it possibly can. And that would be an extra $300. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, so how I'm going to move this money around over here and move that money around over there so I can get this done. Because I'm not going to ask my husband because that normally doesn't turn out well. He is not a fan of having to spend money. Um, So I didn't want to go through all of the huffing and puffing and you know, attitudes and all of that stuff, which he would dispute. He would absolutely dispute that he behaves that way. And that's fine. He can. Um, And so now I'm worried. So my partner is like, I mean, I can, I can do that. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't need you to fix this. I can figure it out. You know, I just need to wait a couple more days. You know, I can pay it on Thursday and I can set it up and we can do it next Saturday. And he was like, nah, you know, your safety is important and the safety of your children are important too. So this needs to get done as soon as possible. So, you know, I was like, okay, well I can, I got this and I got that and I can move it around. So I'm all in my head now and you know, hindsight, cause we talked about this afterwards and he was like, you know, I, I kind of saw it running through your head and you know, I didn't want to feel like I was crossing any boundaries with you by trying to step in and, you know, asking, would you let me handle that? And I told him, I was like, you know, it's a lot right now. Um, you know, I don't really know how to receive things well because I'm not used to receiving things, so to speak, like acts of service. I'm so used to that side of my love language hardly being tapped into that I'm still learning how to uh, adjust when it does happen. So we're driving to go and pick up the truck. And I was like, you know, he, he said, are you sure that you don't want me to handle this? Like I can, I can pay for it. And I was like, I don't really want you to pay for it because I don't want something that's my issue, you know, my vehicle to 
prevent you from being able to pay for something later on down the road. You know, you may need that money for something and I don't want to put you in a bind. And, you know, your finances are important to me as well. I do have to take that into consideration. And he said, I mean, I guess it would be an issue if I didn't have it. And I said, oh, okay, well, yeah, you're correct. And in the midst of this, I start crying. Y'all, I am not a crier, okay? I do not be crying this shit, okay? I don't be crying because that's just not something that uh, I've had the freedom to be able to do. And uh, I'm in tears. And he's thinking that he's, he's done something wrong. I'm shifting. That he's done something wrong. And actually, he didn't do anything wrong. It was in that moment that I realized how much he actually loves me, cares about me, and thinks about me beyond what I can provide to and from for him. And I was like, $300 is too much for you to spend, you know, get my breaks and stuff done. And he said, well, if you don't think that your safety is worth $300, that means you think your self-worth, you aren't worth, you know, me spending $300 to keep you safe. And if that's the case, we need to be having a different conversation about how you view yourself and your worth. And I'm crying again because <laughs> he's right. I didn't even see it in that context. I didn't even view it in a context of me downplaying my worth for $300 and some fucking brake pads and rotors. So I'm a big ass, I'm a ball of emotions and a fucking mess by this point. He's thinking he did something wrong. And I'm like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. We pick up the truck because we got to get that done the next day. The Brooks and Road is done the next day. And as I'm riding back to his place, I've realized that in all the relationships that I've ever been in, my emotions were never considered. My safety was never considered. And that a financial, a number amount was put in place as my worth to that man every person has a number in their head to where I'm not going to do such and such for this person if it costs over whatever that number is and I realize that I've been so used to being uh, set to the side that my emotions and feelings about things really didn't matter and were, were not taken into account so often that I've become used to that and I've been so traumatized emotionally that I can't even allow this man to honestly be the man that he says he is to me. Like, I don't, I, I didn't even have it in me to, to, to provide the space for him to do that. Because I'm so used to having to be independent in a relationship. I'm so used to, I don't want to pay these bills by myself, so let me as the, the head, the male, the husband, put you in a financial situation to where you always will need me, but your needs and desires are second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. It's such a low priority 
that I make you feel guilty like it's your fault that this happened. Well, really, it's nobody's fault. We just wear and tear and life and shit, right? So then I'm crying again. <laughs> so by this time, I'm just a fucking mess. And we come in and we're sitting on the couch and we're talking. And I'm like, I hope you don't think that this is a reflection of you and that, you know, I feel bad. I'm blaming anything on you because it's not. I said, I'm just... I am so hurt that I've allowed this to happen. Like, I am hurt with me. I am so sad that I've grown so accustomed to being I don't even know what the word is, but I've grown so used to my needs not being met that Wow. Uh, even now, it still kind of hits me and affects me because it's the truth. Now, you know, everybody has their side of the story. But at the end of the day, I broke up with everybody that I was with because of that. Because I noticed that it was selfish. That They are selfish. A lot of the behaviors and things and lies and non-transparency and all of that shit is selfish. Especially if you are expecting me to be 100% transparent with you, but you're hiding things from me. And then when I call you on it, it's like, how dare you? How dare you uh, hold me accountable type deal? So he put me in his lap, literally picked me up, put me in his lap, and he held me while I cried. And then I'm crying harder because... This is the first time I've ever been with a man who had the type of emotional maturity where I could be vulnerable. I can't be vulnerable to someone who has closed off their emotions. How? How can I out how can I pour that out? Basically, it was like I would be crying on a brick wall. It ain't getting through. And it's very difficult to be vulnerable when your partner is not vulnerable with you. So you want me to communicate and be open and honest and all of those things with you, but you don't give it in return, but you want to know why I am shutting down. Come on now, let's be adults here. Let's, come on. We're not dumb. We're not clueless. Let's stop acting like it. So, you know, amongst the other things that, you know, has happened that brother really is showing me what it is to be loved outside of how I can benefit you I've said before in previous podcasts that I feel like men they place me in a oh she's sexually liberated oh shit I can do all the things I've ever wanted to do with her no you cannot I still have standards just because you've never had a threesome does not mean that I am gonna have a threesome with you do you know I will be doing that with every nigga I ever met? Uh-uh. No, thank you. And half of the time, they ain't got enough dick to spread between two people anyway. But we're not going to talk about that. So, you know, I've had to forgive myself since then for the lack of self-worth that I've had. Because I settled a lot. 
I settled a lot, man. And now my goal is to make sure that my children don't do that as well. All of them. Um, I know what that looks like. And I know what steps to take to make sure that they are open and can communicate and find a partner that wants to be there. Outside of what you can do for them. And that's been the thing. I honestly think I'm a good ass woman. Um, do I have a smart mouth? Yes. Do I? But that smart mouth is. That's reserved for niggas that I don't like and people that I don't like. And I, in a relationship, I'm completely different than the exterior that I ex let people see because you don't get to see those innermost parts of me. For what? I have to protect that. Because if not, child, I'd be out here looking crazy like I am now. Well, like I was because I ain't looking crazy no more. Because I know what I want, I know what I need, and I know how to get, get it. And I already got some of it. So I ain't going back. When I tell you there is no reconciliation up and through here at all, there is no way in the world that I could be with this man for coming up on 18 months in May. He's he's provided so much emotionally than I've ever had in any relationship that I've ever been in. Why would I go back to some bullshit? Why would I go back to somebody who has to learn how to communicate? You know how long that's going to take? Man, no, I ain't got time for that shit. We too old for that. And I just... Mm. So that's that's been the lesson thus far is show myself grace and forgiveness for the mistakes that I've made and just understand that it was just out of uh, naivety. I just didn't know. Nobody was really talking to me like that. So that's why I'm here talking to y'all. So y'all don't make the same mistake that I've made. And it's never too late to start over again. Never too late. Um, my partner said something last week. Every phase has its... Oh, shit. I got to find it. Every phase has its benefits. When you're a baby, that phase has its benefits. You're taken care of. Toddler, the same. Tween, the same. Teenager, young adult, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Every phase has its benefits. There is no way that I would have been open and receptive to these 40-year-old lessons at 20, 25, 28, so on and so forth. We all take a path. We all decide which way we want to go. But how are you getting there? What do you have on your table right now that is preventing you from being able to accomplish the goals that you have set? If you got a lot of shit going on, you need to clean your table off. And that's what me and one of my homegirls been talking about is cleaning your table off. You're not going to get your blessings if your table is full of shit and full of junk and mess and unresolved issues. No, get some goddamn therapy. Talk to somebody who got some sense. Change your circle if you need to. If you if if you have aspirations and the people in your circle do not, you need you need new friends for real. You need to put yourself in a different space because friends, relationships, partners, whatever, we should be building each other, lifting each other, elevating each other. And if your partner is not elevating you, you need a new partner. If you are not elevating your partner, they need to find somebody else to be with who's going to elevate them. I've been 
stagnant for a very long time because I've been with someone who doesn't have a vision of anything. I have a vision, but I push it all to the side to follow the man that I married. And I'm going to leave that there. So we're going to take a pause for the calls real quick. And then we're going to get into the details because they are back, bitch. Okay, so we're back. And this is the details. Ooh. <laughs> So, I've heard that this is the one of the most favorite parts of the podcast. We do the heavy work first and then we come in with the light work and the foolishness on the end. Mm. So, what are we going to call this one? Oh, this dick tale is called Dread-Headed Lover. Okay. So, I'm in my 20s. You know, all my stories are from my 20s, child. So, I'm in my 20s and I'm living with my father in Atlanta, right? And at this time, I was riding the bus, didn't have a vehicle yet. And my son was about five. So, I would, four? It's about four or five. So, I would get up in the morning, go to the bus stop, and then um, I would take him to school. Well, where we lived, there was some apartments, like one street over, one street over and down the hill. I always had my book, my book, my nose in a book, right? Hold on. Let me, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Had to take a little potty break. Anywho, so the apartments were uh, down the street and he was a maintenance man fitting and he would always stop and try to talk to me as I was either on my way to the bus stop or coming back from the bus and I was always reading a book always reading a book so one day he asked me a question as I was walking because he's driving next to me and I said don't you see me reading D doesn't it look like I'm busy yeah, I, I mean, I saw you reading a book. I just wanted to stop by and say, hey, hey, for what? What you want? Why Why are you interrupting my book? Because it's really good. And I'm trying to go on about my day. So what do you want? Damn, why you like that? Like what? 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 What do you want? Now, the mouth that I have now was a whole lot more reckless back then. Okay. Well... He continued to do this, and it wore me down a little bit. It did annoy me, let me be clear. It annoyed the fuck out of me. However, he was, he was handsome. So, we exchanged numbers and started calling and texting and all of those things, and then he just kind of ghosted me. I wouldn't see him when I walked to the bus stop or, you know, coming to or fro. It was about, about a month, let me say that. So he reached back out, and I was like, where the fuck have you been? Like, my nigga, really? 
Like, what's up? Why would you just drop off the face of the earth like that? Oh, I had some things going on, so on and so forth. Now, at 20, whatever, three or whatever I was, I was very naive. I didn't I didn't know the, you know, if, if that nigga don't call you in the evening after 6 p.m. that he's probably married or got a girlfriend or live with somebody or something. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know the office hours are type situation. So, remember I said I live with my father. Now, it was like a duplex kind of, but not really. It had two entrances right next to each other but he had one side and I had another side but the kitchen was on my side the living the uh laundry room was on my father's side so one day uh he and I dreadheaded lover are in my room and uh he had this very distinctive orange Camaro or whatever that loud ass shit was, right? And my dad came in the house and he didn't even address me. He addressed Dreadhead Lover and he said, nigga, what the fuck you doing in my house? Dreadhead Lover says to me, that's your daddy? And I'm looking back and forth in between the two of them like, what the fuck is happening right now? Now, my father knows every fucking body, okay? If you meet my father one time, you will remember him. Just like people meet me and they remember me. I don't meet too many strangers. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? So... Dreadhead of Lover leaves. And my dad said, Do you know that nigga married? I said, Excuse me? How you meet him? And I was like, Well, he's a maintenance guy in apartments across the street. And he was like, So you didn't know he was married? How the fuck would I know that nigga was married? He didn't tell me he don't wear a ring, so on and so forth. So finally, old boy called me back about a week later because I'm assuming he was shook. And he called me and I was like, why the fuck didn't you tell me you were married? Because I knew that if I told you I was getting married, I said, wait, who, who, getting married? I said, wait a minute, when did you get married? This nigga got married during the time that he ghosted me. The first time he got married during then. So I was like, nigga, are you serious right now? Are we seriously doing this right now? So he says, um, you know, I hit me with the apologies. I'm so sorry and so on and so forth and all this and all that, right? Then he said, well, I still want to see you. I said, here's what it's going to be. If you want to continue to see me, you're going to have to pay me. You're going to have to come up off that bread, my nigga. Because, um, yeah, you're going to have to come up off that bread. Now, for those of you listening, you can call me a hoe, a prostitute, sex worker, or whatever. But if that nigga gonna be getting up in your sugar walls, and you know he got other situations and shit going on, the least you could do is make him pay for it. And you need to have that money in hand or bank account before you give up that pussy. Okay? So anyway, he agreed to, you know, pay to see me. 
Now, let's get into the sex part of this. Because that motherfucker had a dick on him. And he had a mouth on him. Okay? Like, ugh. That shit was so fucking good. So, he had this work van that we used to fuck around in. And uh, there were no seats in the back, so we was getting it in. I think we kept this on for about a year or two. Now, here's the drawback to that good-ass dick and mouth that he had. Because that shit was really, really, really fucking good. That nigga was crazy. That motherfucker was crazy like pop up out the blue crazy so the street that we lived in we lived like on this high hill in the front it was just a bunch of steps to get up to the porch in the back though is where you could just drive straight up and walk in the house no steps well the oh Hold on. Wait a minute. See, this is why I cannot record at home. It's just too much going on. So I'm going to have to stay on my schedule to record on Thursdays. So anyway, uh, where did I leave off? Oh, the dick was exceptional. And that nigga was crazy. So his car was very distinctive in color and loud as fuck. So I wouldn't know when he was coming up the street. Now, I have this thing. You're not going to pop up on me. If I did not give you permission to show up and you show up, you're going to be on the other side of the door. I'll even come to the door and address you with, why are you here? And that's what we did more than a couple of times. And I guess he thought that uh, because he worked across the street, that it would be, you know, accessible to get to me whenever he wanted to. My nigga, you got me fucked up. Mm. So, he showed up one day on the porch. He walked up all them steps, too. Knocked on the door. And I peeked through the curtains. I said, why are you here? Oh, I just came to see you. Did I know that you were coming? No, you didn't. I was just, you know, riding through. Oh, okay. Well, you have a good evening. He said, you gonna leave me out here? Yeah. <laughs> Did you call me? <laughs> did I know you were showing up oh okay well then no then we're gonna leave it there now let me also say this when I used to go to my mom and stepfather's house um for the weekend or whatever there are times where I did see him when I was over there he would come through we may go have dinner or something or whatever so he knew where my parents lived as well right so this is when, oh God, what club was that? Club Visions? Club Visions was open. That's a loud ass bird. Uh, club Visions was open. And I'm partying with my cousin. And as I am walking from one section of the club to another, I see Dreadheaded Lover and his wife, who is gorgeous, by the way. And... He look at me, I look at him, and I keep it moving. So naturally, the next day he calls me. And 
uh, he was like, why you didn't stay, you know, stop and say, hey, oh no, sir, I don't do that. Because you couldn't see how your wife was looking at me when y'all walked by me. So no, thank you. So after a couple of weeks, he says, um, uh, I would love to have a threesome with me, you, and my wife. And I asked him, was he trying to die? Like, is, is dying the goal here? Like, are you trying to reach an early grave? Because uh, why would you do that? That makes absolutely no sense. Why would... I said, your wife would know as soon as we got in the room together that we've been together before. I like my life. Nigga, I'm not fighting over you. And that dick is good, but it ain't that good for me to fight a bitch over you. Oh, no, I think it'll work, so on and so forth. But you can think in your head all you want to because I'm not doing that shit. It's a no for me, dog. So soon thereafter, I kind of stopped fucking with him because all that pop-up shit, I can't. I can't. And, you know, most niggas feel like once they start to dedicate money to your time that they control your time and control you with money. And no, no, thank you. So I stopped seeing him I told him you can stop contacting me now we, we we're, we're finished and we're done I didn't say that back then because that wasn't out but yeah we can we can stop this now so he used to do drive-bys right so one weekend I don't know where I was I might have been hanging out who, who knows where I was child I've been outside okay <laughs> been out of these streets so my stepfather called and said who is dread-headed lover i'm not gonna use his real name i said it before i cut out and i had to delete that and come back and <laughs> do it i'd be trying not to use names so my stepdad was like some dude came by here looking for you and i was like what what he looked like and he described dread-headed lover to a t i called that nigga and i cussed him the fuck out why the fuck are you showing up at my parents' place looking for me? I told you I'm not fucking with you no more. What is wrong with you? Oh, I just wanted to see you. I missed you. Blah, 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 blah. A couple of years later, you know, they moved. So he doesn't know where I am at this point. I don't even think I can remember what his last name is to be able to find him on social media. Um, That dick was good, though, back then. But then I'd be like, but I don't think it would be good now because what was good to me at 23 is definitely not the same good at 40. So, yeah, I do oftentimes wonder where he is and what that dick is doing, though, because that thing was like a Tootsie Roll. <sighs> no, 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 no. Remember those Rolos, the chocolate Rolo? Is it called Rolo? I think it's called a Rolo. Rolo. That thing was thick, like nice and nice and thick, maybe about two inches in girth. But he had to be at least nine or ten inches long. And uh, because I am a lover of strokes, that stroke that he had on him, oh God, exceptional, okay? Like, I'm a penetration girl, right? I love penetration. <sighs> Had a flashback from this weekend. Anyway, so 
it was so good because he, he could roll his hips really well uh yeah that shit was good as fuck. Mm. Woo, child. Well, I'm going to go ahead and end the detail on that note. Uh, whew, damn, that shit was good. Anyway, it was good for 23 to 23, 24, however old I was. I might have been 21, who knows. Um, but that concludes the detail for Dreadheaded Lover. All right, so we are back, and this is the Who Gonna Check Me Boo section. This is the part of the show where I'm going to go on a a short rant, because I'm really kind of... There are some days I wake up, and I am highly upset that I am attracted to men, (laughs) because men really be doing some stupid shit a lot. So, was that yesterday, or was it Saturday? No, it was yesterday. So yesterday I received a random ass inbox from a lame ass nigga that I went to high school with. And like this nigga is super lame. Like this nigga been lame since 96. Okay. I've never been attracted to him. He is a fucking cornball and he always flexing. However, he and my cousin used to fuck around for a long time. So this nigga know we cousins. Like, we're first cousins. Our parents are siblings, first cousins. So anyway, let me read. Let me, let me, let me read it, okay? Oh, my goodness, because niggas stay on some stupid shit. Uh, Alright. Oh, I got the screenshots. That's right. Because I always screenshot stupidity. Alright. So he says, hey, mama, how have you been? I said, I've been great. How have you been? Now, let me say this. We've never had a conversation online, ever. Okay. The last time I saw him was when I did the, uh, I had a, you honk, we drink. Little shindig at the house for, it might have been for Cinco de Mayo last year. I think that's when it was. And my homegirl invited him over and it just so happened to be, you know, somebody that I knew. So we shot the shit or whatever. Now he tells her that he's not a swinger. Right. Y'all remember that. She stopped talking to him too. Cause she said he was lame as fuck. So he said, can't, can't complain. Love just been working and being daddy. He has a daughter. Uh, he said, question love, which I hate when a nigga keep calling me love. Nigga, I don't love you. You don't love me. Stop saying this stupid shit. Uh, question love, are you poly, swinger, etc.? I said, Polly. I started at started out as a swinger many moons ago. He said, Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Can dig it. And then I say, Why do you want to know? He says, Was going to see if a play date could be set up, but that's not your realm anymore. That's all, mama. So he's this nigga's corny, okay? Y'all remember I keep saying that, right? I said, You meant a play date between you and I? Uh, where did it go? Da 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 da. Is that it? No. Uh, he said it would have been either you and I or a full swap thing, either or. 
And I said, oh, okay, I have more questions. I said, so that full swap would have been with me, Hubs, and you and whomever you brought? He said, yes, crazy. I said, oh, yeah, no. My husband is not a swinger, no poly. He said, oh, okay, yes, silly, that's what full swap means, silly. This motherfucker corny as hell. I said, I know what a full swap is, child. Laughing my ass off. He said, and that's why I gave options, silly. And he said, so what was your full swap scenario be? I said, I don't have a full swap scenario. He said, okay, let's do it like this. Would you like to have a play date with me? And he calls me by my nickname. And I said, no, I would not. He put a laughing emoji on that one. I guess he thought that was funny and I was dead ass serious. I said, that should have been the first question. He said, well, damn, we couldn't have, we could have got here a long time ago. I said, pretty much. He said, so what was the rest, what was the rest of all the questions for if it wasn't an interest in the first place? My response is, because I was trying to figure out why you were in my inbox about anything like that. Seems, seems as though you had the whole thing planned out already, especially since you were giving me options on something I didn't ask for. He says, LOL, no need to get nasty. I wasn't nasty at all, my nigga. That may be why you're upset. Um, it was a question. A question unasked is a question unknown, but it's answered and believe me, all caps, ain't that serious. So then he unsends, like he unsends every message that he sent in his chat. <laughs> and then he unfriended me to which I cackled and then I blocked him because I would like to know my nigga why. Did you think that that would, what, so here's my issue. I make it known, very, very known that you just cannot come and talk to me. I would prefer if you don't, if you are attracted to me, I would say, don't be. If you want to come and talk to me and you want to holler, don't like, leave me alone. I'm not open to that shit. No. And I definitely ain't open to that roly poly, dusty, stank breath ass nigga there. No. My nigga, you've been lame since 96. Why the fuck would I want you? And let me say this. To all you niggas out here who's swinging and want to swing and want to be poly and all that, let me tell you what a full swap is. A full swap is with couples who are all attracted to each other. The men are attracted to both women and the women are attracted to both men. So here's what his plan was. He wasn't concerned about my husband and whomever he brought his only concern was getting up in betwixt these here sugar walls so he was just gonna bring whomever whatever chick he could find and if them two didn't get along or have any chemistry that ain't got shit to do with him because he ain't come here for them anyway he came for me now that's some selfish ass shit why would i put myself in that first of all nigga i don't even want you can we start and Everything needs to start there. I don't want you. Never have, never will. The fact that he came into my inbox with options for me that I did not ask for. He he came at me like we have been having this conversation before and we have not. Who 
the fuck are you? And why on earth would I want to be with you? Why would I want to do that? My nigga, I don't want that. So now you are on super fuckboy status. Because first of all, you can understand all of that shit. I've already screenshotted it. Okay. I already sent it to my cousins and my homegirls from high school. And we done laughed at your corny, stupid, ball-headed, hot dog, back of the neck, having ass. Because you deserve it. And if I'm feeling petty one day, I might post that shit on social media with your name on it. Like, look at these lame ass niggas right here. Don't be that. Don't be this nigga here. Okay. Don't be that one. Sir. Sirs. Don't do that. Don't come in. No, don't do that. Do not come in a woman's inbox giving her options to date you. And she hasn't even said that she even wants to date you or even attracted to you or even open to any of that shit. Like my nigga, just over it. I'm just really just over. I'm really over dudes. Like the level of stupidity, selfishness, uh, emotional immaturity. Like all of that shit is so fucking annoying. Like, ugh, just gross. I'm just utterly grossed out by most men in general. So I have another story for you all when I do record on Thursday about this uh, another cornball ass nigga that uh, I met last Friday. But I'll tell you all about that uh, on Thursday when I drop that one. So this concludes the Who Gonna Check Me Boo. Y'all niggas, stay out. Leave us alone, okay? Let me, let me say this. Leave me alone. Don't come over here talking to me. Leave me alone. I don't want you. You don't want anything. Well, I mean, what you want is not what I'm giving. So you can get out of my face. I've I've sport fucked for a very long time. I am not in that frame of mind anymore. You're going to have to need a little bit more than that. And and even now, I'm not even open to seeing anybody else. No, thank you. Not right now. I just just can't. I I don't have it in me. Who knows next year, two years, who knows? But as of today... April the 19th, no thank you, no no sir, fuck out my face. And happy fuck Monday to that bitch. Okay, well, that concludes this installment of the candy bag. Um, again, you all can reach me at itsthecandybagbee at gmail.com. You can reach me or follow me on Instagram at it's the candy bag underscore B as in Barry. I as in Igloo. H as in Harry. B. That's on Instagram. And the candy bag B. All caps on Facebook. And again, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you for listening. And I love you.